This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, good afternoon. This is Pastor Dan from East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath. We've got some things to say to make sure we get out some good information right now. Everybody knows the circumstance with COVID-19, the coronavirus, the, all the travel bans and cancellations, and many people are wondering how it might affect their lives and, and even their church. And we're praying for all the churches out there. We're on your side. We're believing with you. I don't care which church you go at. We are the body of Christ, and it's time for us to stand up and act like it. Here at East Coast Christian Center, as you can imagine, all your campus pastors, all the co-lead pastors, Matt and I, our wives, everybody on the ministry team, everybody on staff, we've been working hard. Things have been changing almost daily, and it's a, it's a wild thing that we're dealing with here. The schools have been closed. I've just heard now they're going to stay closed till April 15th. Um, our Vieira campus is in a school, so it is obviously closed. Uh, President Trump recommended gatherings be kept to 10 and under. The CDC recommends 50 or less. So we felt it wise and uh, to honor our leaders and change the way we do church for a couple of weeks. We're still doing church, but we'll be doing it differently than we've we've done before maybe uh, for the next two weeks. And uh, we're going to adjust as the situation changes. We're not going to be doing physical services at any of our Brevard locations, but we will be doing church. And we've pulled out all the stops. We're going to be doing a special online church event. You won't want to miss it. And uh, when you see what we're doing, I believe you're going to love it because we are the body of Christ. Uh, We believe God turns what the enemy means uh, for evil into good. And so in this worship service, uh, we can't cancel the Holy Spirit. We, we're not going to cancel God. Uh, we're not a church that shrinks back. And you know, we don't cancel church. I, we've done church in hurricanes and power outages and f- freezing temperatures and all that stuff that goes on. Uh, but we're going to go for it. So here's what we need you to do. Those of you that are East Coast and maybe you're listening and you don't have a home church, we need you to set aside time on Saturday night for a normal 5.30 service, which you can watch online uh, at, at eccc.us, or you can go on our app, at an East Coast app, and watch there, or you can listen to on WMIE 91.5, uh, FM, you can listen to the Saturday night service, 5.30. Or you can go Sunday morning and listen. Now, remember, as we're doing this, we understand you're going to be doing this with your family. So we are crafting the service to fit, fit uh, some some attention spans, fit your family. And uh, we're going to have a service at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 noon on Sunday. We're going to be broadcasting the service. And if we if we're doing that, and we are, why not invite everybody? We invite the whole stinking world to this service. Uh, everybody can't fit in our building, but a lot of people can join us online. So share this information with your friends. Put it up on your feed on Facebook that, hey, join me at church at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and put the link down and send that out. And then when this is done uh, and we have a service, then put that on your feed and send it out on social media. I believe that we can reach 10, 20,000 people could join us at East Coast Christian Center virtually this weekend. 
this is a tough time. People are afraid. They need hope. They need, they need something solid. And there are, there are people, neighbors and friends out there that need the hope that we have. They need to see the peace of God that passes all understanding. They need to know that in a changing world, we serve a God who changes not. I am God. I, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so how long we've got to do this, we don't know. Stay in the loop. We might have to change something. We'll put that up on our Facebook page. Uh, If you want to give, you can do it online. Last year, we gave 39% of every dollar to outreach missions and reaching souls. And we believe that the laws of giving and receiving, sowing and reaping work in spite of COVID-19. And so we, a lot of our people give online already, but other churches don't have maybe as much giving online. Don't forget your home church to minister there. And so you can do that online. Uh, hit, hit the giving link on our website, and we understand that. Also, we're in a building program. And we just want you to know we're releasing everybody uh, to make godly financial decisions concerning the VR campus build right now. It's, we don't want anybody to feel any pressure. If, I mean, if you know you're giving and going to do that, you can, but make sure that's the Lord and you're doing what he wants. We don't want you pressured here. The truth is about you and about me. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Psalms 91, 10 and 11. Now, just in closing this thought out, we are also going to be trying to launch a love the one game plan for everybody to love your neighbor. And so Stay tuned and look at our, our webpage and our, our Facebook page, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Man, we love you guys. We, we appreciate you. We're praying for you. Now, we're going to get into the Word and join our Morning Breath team. Super excited to be jumping into the Word. Yep. We have Nehemiah 13 today, and if you're new to Morning Breath or you're new to what we're doing here, before we get jumping into the chapter, I'm Pastor David, and I just want to get you plugged into what we do. If you want to find out what chapter we're going into, a great way to do it is go to our website at eccc.us. Or you can find pretty much most or all things East Coast Christian Center. If you just get our app, you go to wherever your mobile app provider is, put an East Coast app, you'll see a like a little bluish background with a white cross on it. Get that. You'll be able to get the weekend services, morning breath, small groups, events we're doing, everything that's going on that could be going on in our culture of the church. And we'd be excited for you guys to jump in, not only in morning breath, but with what God is doing um, at East Coast Christian Center. So I tell you what, we have got uh, 31 verses today, Pastor Dan. Yes, sir, we do. And I believe I'm going to kick you off and you'll start I'll us. read the first 14. How's you, that? You'll read all the hard names. You yeah, will. yeah. I'm, uh, I, I sacrificed myself <laughs> for you, my friend. And so uh, I'll read the first 14. All right. And wait a second. What translation are you going to I'm read? doing NIV. Okay, I'm going to read New King James. All right, perfect. Then I say to you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. On that day, they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever come into the assembly of God, because they had not met the children of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. However, our God turned the curse into a blessing. So it was when they had heard the law that they separated all the mixed multitude from Israel. Now before this, Elishabib, 
the, uh, excuse me, Elisha, the priest, having authority over the storerooms of the house of our God, was allied with Tobiah, and he had prepared for him a large room where previously they had stored the grain offerings, the frankincense, the articles, the tithes of grain, the new wine and oil, which were commanded to be given to the Levites and singers and gatekeepers and the offerings for the priests. But during all this, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the 32nd year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Then after certain days, I obtained leave from the king. And I came to Jerusalem and discovered the evil that Elashib had done for Tobiah in preparing a room for him in the courts of the house of God. And it grieved me bitterly. Therefore, I threw all the household goods of Tobiah out of the room. Then I commanded them to cleanse the rooms, and I brought back into them the articles of the house of God with the grain offering and the frankincense. I also realized that the portions for the Levites had not been given them, for each of the Levites and the singers who did the work had gone back to the field. So I contended with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. Then all Judah brought the tithe of the grain and the new wine and the oil into the storehouse. And I appointed as treasurers over the storehouse, Shilamiah, the priest, and Zadok, the scribe. And of the Levites, Pedadiah, and next to him was Hanan, the son of Zakur, the son of Mataniah, for they were considered faithful. And their task was dis- to di- distribute, distribute, I'll get that right, to their brethren. Remember me, O my God, and concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for its services." In those days I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys. Together with wine, grapes, figs, and all other kinds of loads, they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre, Tyre, Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing? desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same thing so that our God brought all this calamity on us on this city? Now you are stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath? Even when even when evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that they so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and the sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside of Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, Why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, they no longer came from the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. Moreover, in these days I saw men of Judah who had married women for Ashad, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashad, or the language of the other people, and did not know how to speak the language of Judah. I rebuked them and called the curses down on them. I beat some of the men and pulled out their hair. I made them take an oath in God's name and said, You are not to give your daughters in marriage to their sons, nor 
to their sons, nor are you to take their daughters in marriage for your sons or for yourselves. Was it not because of marriages like this that Solomon, the king of Israel, sinned? And among many nations, there was no king like him. He was loved by God, and God made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by foreign women. Must we hear now that you are you two are doing this terrible wickedness and are being unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Jehodiah, son of Elishab, the high priest, was son-in-law of Senbalat the Hornite, and I drove him away from me. Remember them, my God, because they defiled the priestly office and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duties, each to his own task. I also made provision for the contributions of wood at the designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, my God. Amen. You know, one of the things that stu- stood out to me from this chapter, and I, I've got some big questions, and it's hard hard for me to, I have some things in here I can't answer, but one of the things that I noticed was, you know, Nehemiah definitely was a guy given to prayer. We know that this kind of whole thing started when he got the news uh, that Jerusalem was in ruins. And like, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but like for three days, he, he fasted and prayed and, and, and wept. And the king asked him, why is your face sad? And, and that type of thing. But what, and it said when the king asked him that, he said, and I prayed. And he sort of prayed under his breath, like when the king was talking to him. What I noticed about Nehemiah here, there's no long prayer in this chapter. Uh, of course, you know, it isn't that long of a chapter. But what I do notice here is that he just keeps jumping in with a little prayer here, a little prayer there. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, watch out over me. Oh, God, you know, take care of this for me. Oh, God, take care of that. And, you know, prayer without ceasing, I, there's, it's not humanly possible to pray without ceasing in your natural ability. I, one thing I believe that could mean was, was that our spirit's always in communication with God. So mm-hmm. that might be part of it. But the other part of it is, is never let your life lose the rhythm or the, the, the habit of prayer. And I just love the way he was going through a kind of a tough little season. He'd been in, Israel, uh, in Jerusalem. He got everything fixed. Everything was going great. And then he left. And I think... Um, he was governor for like 12 years and I think he left for about two years. I, I don't quote me on, on those numbers, but let's just say that was the case. I know he left for a while and now he's come back and it's messed up again. And so he's having to fix everything. So he's having a tough time. And during all of his tough time, as he's going along here, he's praying, he's Praise the prayer of remember me, oh God, what is it, the end of verse 22, and then in verse 29, and, and then in verse, the end of verse 31, and let me see, did he have another one that I missed from there? Um, yeah, I think he, he does it one other time in there, and he's just going through his life praying, and I think that's a real good point we can take away from doing life today. I know many of you are listening to this in the morning, and man, Open your mouth. Talk to God about it. You, you know, just don't take for granted. I know this is a season when everything's changed so much. Maybe we're not taking things for granted as much. I hope so. But, you know, don't take for granted everything's always going to go your way. Sometimes you pray. Uh, you know, when I go to talk to a customer back in the day when I had a business, 
I'd just say, thanks, Lord, for anointing my words. You know, that's not a long prayer. That's a sentence, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wouldn't say it like, oh, God, anointest thou my words that I may speak of mowing grass so well. You know, I I just say, God, help me. Mm -hmm. God, give me give me the right thing to say. Show me what they need. I mean, I'd I'd ask God, give me the right price. I had some standard prices, but there were certain things where I'd say, you know, Give me the right price to to charge for this, especially on jobs that were, you know, not just mow their grass and leave, but, you know, maybe a big trimming job or whatever the case may be. So I just like the the sort of daily prayer life of Nehemiah kind of just being peeled back for us here. And, and I think that's a good thing because we can learn from the Old Testament uh, and, and from experiences of other people there. Absolutely. And I love that you bring up the fact that he spent uh, – 10 and 12 other chapters where you see bigger <laughs> prayers yeah. because that swells up. He has a strong vertical connection with his heavenly father. That's where his focus is because he has to make ch- hard decisions in the horizontal relationships yeah. of mm-hmm. his life. Well, if you don't yeah. have a good, solid, vertical, heaven-based relationship, the tough decisions on your horizontal, your person-to-person decisions are going to be incredibly difficult. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that these were easy for him because they were not, but you can definitely see the correlation between a man who is connected with the kingdom of heaven when sin and unrighteousness came about him, it convicted his heart and he made yes. decisions and choices to change. All right. And he, there's a direct correlation here to where he says, hey, you took wives of foreigners and then from that relationship, the fruit was children that didn't fully speak our language. And let me help you with this. You will form relationships in your life where the fruit of it will not be something you want. And let me give you an example. Are you hanging out with somebody and the fruit of you or the repercussions of you hanging out with them is stuff being spoken into your life that isn't from the word of God? That isn't something as Christians we should be honoring or taking on. Or do you are you having a spirit of fear in this season because you're around people that are are half in the world, half in the church, or maybe they're all in the world and they're consumed. Yeah. And because of that relationship, the the thing that's coming out of you is more like them than more like the kingdom of heaven. And you've got to look at all your take your five closest relationships. And you want to be able to say, hey, listen, if you're going to be that close to me, I need you helping bring in the heaven out of me. Yes. And not what, and when it comes to your marriages, the same thing. Man, guys, husbands, listen to me. If your best friend isn't willing to fight for your marriage, you might he want to be your, your best, best friend. friend. He should not like, be. That is a parallel of these children that don't speak the language of Judah. You know, you want someone that speaks the language of God into your life. You know, our relationships are meant to be like a water system where water flows in and water flows out. And we're constantly keeping each other clean and filled up on the Word of God. You know, I'll say two things about that is, number one, even Nehemiah uses an Old Testament example to teach them from. We can learn from this in Nehemiah, mm-hmm. but Nehemiah said, did not Solomon, who was this incredible king, mm-hmm. he went under because he, you know, he he did this kind of stuff. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is, is this whole gate thing. Oh, yeah. So it says, uh, I posted some of my servants at the gates so no burdens would be uh, brought in on the Sabbath day, verse 19. And then it says, now the merchants and sellers, they, they kind of hung out there. And so I warned them. And he drove drove them further away. And uh, then the Levites guarded the gates. And I just want to say this. 
that we have gates in our life, and especially in the season when there's a lot of fear and, you know, panic and all sorts of crazy stuff going on, you know, people buying toilet paper, which, again, I haven't figured that one out yet. I'm sure there's some sort of reason in people's heads why they're buying toilet paper, <laughs> but they're all freaking out. Your eye gate, your ear gate, your mouth gate, your, you know, your thought gate— all of those gates need guards. Mm -hmm. And the best guard is the word of God. Come on. The best guard is what God says. So whenever you've got something, you know, I mean, if you just sit around and watch the news all the time, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna freak. Yeah. Come on, you gotta put something else in front of your eyes. And like we're gonna do, I know I'm beating on the table over here, Nick. Don't give me dirty looks for the <laughs> microphone. It's all right when people hear me beating on the table for Jesus. All right. All right, come on. And uh, so they, uh, if you only, you know, put something good in, East Coast is gonna have some great stuff this weekend I'm coming super up excited where about you can it. tune in, go to our website, go on our app, and and watch it. We'll have a service 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 a.m., 5 30 on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night, 5 30. It'll be on the radio, WMIE. 530 on Saturday. We'll have something for your kids too, guys. We've uh we've really been been intentional to look at giving you guys, giving all of us, giving us a, a, yeah. a church environment cuz guess what? Man, I I've never been as excited as to uh respond to the challenge and the opportunity of what could we do if we didn't have our buildings. Yes. And God's so good that he's showing up. I know he's going to show up with you guys, man. And and I tell you what, whatever it looks like, um, my wife and I are trying to commit to about every three to four days. We're just going to have small little gatherings at our house and everybody just do a little something and we're going to have a little bit of worship and a little bit of word. And, and I want to encourage you guys to do the same thing. And, and, and you know what we used to call that, uh, when, when my kids were little, we called it having family altar and, uh, we would have a family altar and we would, we would tailor it just to give you a little help out there. Your youngest is. Oh, man, like 10 months. Right. And so your oldest is? Seven. Okay. So the seven-year-old has about a seven-minute attention yep. span, and the 10-month-old doesn't really care what you're talking about. <laughs> right. um, but so you tailor it to that. Now, we would do—I mean, we even made up songs. Um, uh, we did, we had one called marching in the Lord's army and it was just a silly little marching in the Lord's army. And we would march around the house. Kids would march around the house. We would do a little song with them. We would read a verse of scripture, maybe say one or two things about it. Maybe get them to repeat the verse after us a couple of times. And then we go, okay, let's get ice cream or let's, you know, do something else now. And uh, it, it just, I believe it had a great effect on my family. And I'm excited. Let me, this jumped out at me too, and I got to share this. Come on. Uh, there's a point where the merchants go and wait outside the city wall, which <laughs> I'm pretty sure on the, as they would be preparing to violate Sabbath or cut corners yeah. to, to, to manipulate the system to not violate Sabbath. And it reminded me of people waiting outside of like Walmart or Target, you know, for the doors to open. <laughs> um, you don't want to be a believer that is a corner cutter. All right. You don't want to be a believer that's kind, always looking for the way, easy way around, especially not now. Yes, meeting with your family, doing the things like the family altar, doing the things like getting up and, and changing your culture to where we're going to watch online is not the easy way, but it's the right way for this yeah, time period. Yeah, we yeah. want to be people that do the right thing and not the easy thing. Yeah, and the other thing that, that's, that he brought out when he warned him about Solomon and that Solomon, even this incredible king who God, you know, he talked about how much he was beloved of his God. That tells me that no one is invincible. Come on. 
So, you know, Jesus is the only one who no sin was found in him. And the truth is, the more we subject ourselves to an environment that is broken with broken people and broken things in it. Now, that doesn't mean we don't go out and help broken people and try to change broken things, but they can't be your close, as you said, your five closest friends. They can't be part of your lifestyle. They have to be part of your outreach and ministry that you bring to the community that you live in. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. It's an awesome thing to be with you today. We've been praying for you, believing God with you. You know, there's uh, some new revelation uh, happened in here. Uh, It says in verse 13, On that day they read from the book of the law and the hearing of the people, and then they found out something they didn't know. What I want to encourage you today is you do not know it all any more than I know it all. And I believe God wants to give you new revelation. 
And I believe he wants to give you revelation. That's a phrase I'm using, new information. We could, you say it that way, that fits your circumstance and situation. We have never lived in a day like we're living in today. Come on. And Jesus wants to speak to you personally concerning the day you live in, the life you're living, the things you're facing, what's in your future. He wants to do that today in your life. And that's going to happen by getting into the Word. I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are listening to Morning Breath and we appreciate that. But as you get into the Word and you read it on your own, there are some tremendous things that can happen that way. What do you think about all that stuff, I Pastor love David? It. I love it, man. I want to apply it to my heart and then run the race and get to many people as I possibly can, you know, shine the light in this generation for Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Be praying for your pastor, your church. I know things are different this weekend. Tune in eccc.us. Watch the services 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 12 a.m., and Saturday at 530. Bye. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.